Hello ladies, this is your host Anne and welcome to Ladies Alcove. Thank you so much for for joining us today and we are going to talk about something that I find super exciting and encouraging and I am just excited to get it started talking to you guys about it. All right, so we are going to talk about the same book that we discussed last episode, and it's from the book No Appointment Needed, Case Histories from a Counselor's File, and it's by Bernard Ayen. Last episode, we discussed chapter 10, and today we are discussing chapter 11. So, Last episode, we saw that June was really enticed by this guy that really wasn't good for her. And something that I meant, I failed to mention in the last episode was that there was a link between the guy that she was seeing with who her father was. Her father was quite rough and rude to her mother, so she kind of was enticed by the same type of guy. But in today's chapter it's a little bit different we see this girl named trisha she had a really really rough background uh in in the beginning of the chapter we see that she had some financial issues and mr ann was asking her if her family would be able to help and she just knew that her mom nor her stepfather would be able to you know be there for her help her in her time of need she said that her stepfather was not really a good man he always complained of poor health and he drank too much so it was just a very unhealthy situation for her to be raised in and to make matters worse she left her home around the age of 12 her mom didn't care that she left neither did her mom care that her stepdad was putting hands on her so that was just really an interesting dynamic before we really get to the meat of the issue i want to read a verse found in genesis 50 verse 19 to 21 so it's not just a verse it's several verses but it's genesis 50 19 to 21 and it and it says and joseph said unto them fear not for am i in the place of god but as for you Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones, and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. The part that I really want to focus on is verse 20, and it says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. And that's basically the point of this story. Here we see a girl, Trisha, she had a really rough childhood, left home at 12 years old. Her mom didn't care. Her stepfather was putting his hands on her, yet she ended up in a good situation. She worked after high school. She worked really, really hard and ended up in Pacific Union College where she worked in order to pay her tuition. So we see that despite her hard childhood and upbringing, she's really trying to make the best of her situation, go to school and you know get closer to god and really make the best out of her situation it wasn't really the same for her uh, brothers 
her brother was in and out of jail her sisters they don't really say exactly what it was but she agonized over the slovenly conduct of her two younger sisters and um that's just how you see like the difference between how she saw her situation and how her siblings saw the situation as well or rather how they reacted to the situation it's not that she didn't have any relational issues from her upbringing though even though she was a good girl she loved the lord she did well, I guess you could say everything right. She was wise. She made the right decisions. She had relational issues, just like all of us who have to deal with dysfunctional backgrounds. As you all have probably listened on the second podcast, Tammy, she had dysfunctional situations, um, dysfunctional background. And although she went to school and it did everything right, a lot of things still weren't right in some of her relationships, in most of her relationships. So it's the same for Trisha in this chapter. There was a guy really interested in her, but her heart was really closed because she was so used to reacting, reacting negatively to her stepfather that's exactly how she reacted to someone who was really interested in her and was not meant to hurt her. Mr. Ayan said in the book, and I quote, Although her early home experiences had left a residue of what to her were quite puzzling reactions, to the extent that she really had to force herself to take her escort's arm when walking into a concert, Prayer and counsel helped her to see that she must not react to a serious suitor as she had to a repulsive and morally sick stepfather. So, this actually kind of hit home because I kind of saw myself in Trisha. As I know I'm not alone, sometimes we have dealt with certain situations in the past and we just close off ourselves to everyone else. Like, for example, Let's say you were in a relationship and it ended bad. Um, let's say you were abused by that person or um, cheated on or I don't know, whatever the case may be. Too many of us were closed off and feel like it's going, it's always going to be that way or all guys are the same when in fact it really isn't so. And um, she had to learn a lot about how she should react to someone who's actually meaning good for her and eventually she did learn her lesson it continues to say in the book that trisha was a beautiful bride and her wedding was simple but lovely as she and her husband came to tell me of their call to the mission field and as i observed their obvious love for each other and their lord i could only praise god for this continuing miracle and i'm just so happy for trisha like her childhood was really bad her relationship with her father and her stepfather was basically volatile but through work and learning how to interact with new people changing her mindset she was able to find love and i believe that that's the case for many of us who are listening to the podcast i don't believe that all of us are meant to be in a marriage or you know or in a romantic relationship and neither do I believe that that's the end goal for all of us or for any of us for that matter. But I do believe that if we've had a dysfunctional background, that God is able to restore us to have healthy relationships in the present and in the future. 
I do have to admit that that's really hard. I'm going to share a little, you know, experience that I've had. I was in a relationship that ended really badly and it took me years, like literally years to get over it. What I mean by that is getting over the repercussions that it had on my mind, my mindset, and a lot of things. It just really hurt me. And at some point, I thought marriage was a scam, relationships were scams, you know, like I was so verbal that I did not want marriage in my life. I did not want relationships in my life. And I made it very clear. Like (laughs) my guy friends would probably thought that, dude, she's kind of crazy. But that's exactly how I felt about marriage and relationships. And I felt that way for a very long time until I started liking a guy and I did not know how to take it. (laughs) I'm laughing at this situation because I'm seeing how much the Lord has changed my heart because now I'm just like, oh, love, love, you know, I'm, the Lord has changed me. I can tell you that. Um, (laughs) so until I started liking this guy and I was just like, what is this feeling and what am I supposed to do with it? So this is exactly what I did. I tried to find everything wrong with this guy so I could stop liking him. And the more I tried to find something negative, the more is the more I found positive things about him. So I was contradicting my efforts. (laughs) I liked him the more I tried to not like him, which I don't know. Like, and my friends... They would be like, come on, and just, you know, it's so fun to like somebody. And I'm just like, how is it fun to like someone? I legitimately did not understand how liking somebody was fun. Because to me, it's like, you're going to get hurt in the end. So how is it fun? Or, you know, I hate the stage when a girl likes a guy and, um, she doesn't know if he likes her back and you're just trying to figure it out. Like, does he like me? Does he not? I think he likes me. He did that and this and that. I hate that stage and I wish to not experience that. (laughs) So that was kind of me. And I was just like, "Eh, no. And, um, but also liking him at the same time. Right. And then my friend, I was talking to her about not liking him or at least trying to find something to not like him about, like to not like him for. And my friend, we were sitting down. She looked at me. She said, Anne, if you keep acting like this, you won't get married until you're 40. (laughs) And I mean, there's nothing wrong with being 40 and just getting married because there are different stories in life. But Although I was so hostile to the idea of getting married and liking a guy, I just knew that that wasn't what I wanted for my life. And that snapped me out of that mindset so quickly. Although it was hard to, you know, get in the groove of of accepting that I was liking someone, it definitely helped me to learn to work on myself, to get the help that I needed to rewire my mind and to fully heal from that relationship that left me quite broken. 
And I believe that a lot of us find ourselves in situations like that where it's really hard to trust or to accept love from potential suitors or from any or from anyone for that matter because of our childhood or some traumatic experience that happened in our lives. But I can guarantee that the Lord can work in our hearts and he can send us people to help us in situations like that so that we can live a healthy, loving life, not only romantically to another guy with another guy but with everyone regardless of romantic emotions butterflies and you know all of the gooey lovey stuff i want to share a few tips just three simple tips that helped me to overcome the fear of accepting love or the fear of opening up myself to liking someone just all of that lovey-dovey pizzazz and the first thing is to read or watch videos the reason why i say that is sometimes we feel like we can't really share what we're going through and when you're reading or watching a video you have the ability to experience things that other people have experienced that are similar to yours so for example if you're reading a book on self-help stuff like that or even the book that we're discussing right now you are able to see how other people have dealt with things and how you can deal with the same things as well and videos are basically the same thing i remember around the time that i a little bit before when i started liking the guy I watched a lot of YouTube videos that really helped me to heal, to see where I needed to work on um, in my personal walk. And that just was really beneficial to me opening up myself to being more vulnerable, to being happier, if you want to say, and to just let go of the baggage of the past. And the second thing is to get help. Yes, reading and watching videos are helpful in a lot of situations, but it really is beneficial to talk to someone about certain things and that will help you to get yourself out of your head. Get therapy, um, talk to someone or even a pastor or anyone, just get the help that you need and it will really, really help you and be beneficial. And of course, last but not least, most definitely not least is to pray I believe in the power of prayer and I know that the Lord can do for you what you cannot do for yourself. He has done it for me. I had a very dear friend of mine pray for me that the Lord may, you know, warm up my heart. And I can tell you, he has done it for me. And I know that if God can do that for me, he most definitely can do it for others as well. I'm a living testimony. Maybe one time I'll share my testimony but I just know that God can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. So, ladies, if any of you have had to deal with something really harsh in your life and feel like you can never find love and be happy and get out of that negative cycle, I want you to look at Trisha's story and see that even though she had a really rough childhood, her stepfather was putting his hands on her. She left home at 12 and her parents didn't care. You can find that one person who loves you and cares for you, who has similar goals, values, and one you can enjoy life with and do things that has you both aligned in your purpose. 
So that's my encouragement for you ladies in this podcast today. I really hope that you were encouraged and I want you to know that the Lord has not abandoned you. He is right next to you and if he can do it for Trisha, he can do it for me. He could do it for every single one of you ladies who are listening to this podcast. I hope that you all were blessed and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.